0: Welcome to PlayStation Power. I'm George, and here is Greg with me.
1: Yes, finally, after a much longer than planned absence.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, you were on vacation, and, you know, it was nice to rest because I was also resting from Master System Masterpieces. And then (laughs) we go to finally do a recording, and guess what? Mm. We lose part of the recording, and we have to record again.
1: well I, well, well, I've always had recording issues because part of my delay was the fact that my microphone very suddenly died it died. I, mean, I had that had to go like a, I had to go out I like buy a new one. so
0: but yeah, man. but it sounds it sounds really good the new one. Well, thanks.
1: Uh, I've only recorded one epi- uh, I, I've only recorded one episode like my one episode like my podcast uh, Super podcast with this microphone so far. but right. uh, feedback on it was positive so far. so um it seems to be worth the money.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I changed up my setup for this podcast here, uh, hoping it will be serving me well.
1: But the delay also helped me to get the emulation bugs uh, um, uh, out of trying to play this play, play this week's game uh, uh, via emulation. Worked out, so like it all. Uh, so it's cool.
0: I actually tried to emulate it too, and I got it going for a second. Mm-hmm. I was because I have the disc, and I just put it in the computer. I was like, whatever, just read it from the drive. (laughs) Um, Because it's faster than a PlayStation drive. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, most definitely. Uh, (laughs) But the thing is, I had some... Because last time I tried to use a PlayStation controller on my computer, things got weird. Hmm. So I just decided to use my Xbox One controller. But that was really weird. And then (laughs) I finally fixed it and reset it and everything. And then the, the drive wasn't loading the disk. And then something... I was doing something and then it said that the drive is busy and I was like, well, whatever. So I just, I just popped it in my PlayStation. I was like, I just can't, I can't be bothered right now.
1: Well, I had the opposite experience. Uh, I had to kind of copy this game online through, shall we say nefarious means. Um,
0: well, I mean, I bought it offline too, but I have an actual
1: PS2 controller. Uh, the DualShock one still, uh, that I kept from back then. So I just, uh, uh, so, uh, which I plugged in my computer via, via USP connector and it worked just fine in the emulator. So I was able to use nice. the controller for this.
0: Yeah. Uh, my issues were like, my mouse is weird. Cause it's like part of it has a few parts that can be detected as a controller. Mm-hmm. So it was a conflict with that. And I mm-hmm. just didn't want to deal with it a what? while back. But yeah, I played, I played this on the PS one, which is the slim console. And I used a red um, PlayStation controller, which is one of the original ones. It wasn't cool. the dual yeah. analog. It yeah. wasn't the DualShock, you know. Yes,
1: yeah, so this is a nice segue. You're talking about the game itself because, like, you know, I forgot this game. This game being a launch title course, it used the original PlayStation controllers. Yes, yeah, so it only
0: uses the D pad and not any analog and sticks.
1: It, yeah, and it made me realize how, how, how we are so spoiled. How do we ever play games like about the <laughs> sticks? Because trying to you because they could be. Because I'm curious to hear about your experiences, because it took me quite a while to get the hang of trying to steer the car again, like using the pad.
0: Oh, we'll talk about that <laughs> soon. <laughs> soon enough. Um, yeah, I had trouble with that. Um, I just wanted to say before I forget that Nemco actually released a controller for racing games, specifically for this game as well.
1: Yes, it was a wheel controller, wasn't it?
0: Uh it was like it was like a weirdly shaped version of the original playstation controller but it also had this giant like disc in the middle kind of like dial thing and it had like an indent for your thumb and it would as i'm pretty sure it was able to actually spin around 360 degrees hmm. it was really weird and you know and amco thought that they were going to have this controller for all racing games and then you know obviously the dual analog and the dual shock come out a bit later
1: yeah i think maybe they're trying to duplicate some of the arcade experience of the game without flavor actually requiring you to have to to actually to actually have to go out like and buy a steering wheel
0: right but i feel like the control i'm trying to do it a- i don't have one of those controllers so i'm trying to imagine right now and it seems a little weird because using your thumb to steer around like spinning it in a circle i mean because you're still using your thumbs mm-hmm. to, yeah. to steer, but spinning it in a circle as if it was like a steering wheel seems a little weird.
1: Mm. Well, this was a this was a very experimental and a uh, and the unsettled time in gaming, playing gaming history. Oh yeah, uh, this
0: was very early in the PlayStation's life. There's so.
1: a uh, 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 there's a quote that people from the uh, of playing a Podcast podcast uh, summed up for the PlayStation uh, era. Uh, which I think is very both funny like, and very true. Uh, the Awkward Adolescence of Gaming.
0: Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: this game very really reminded me like, about the time period. I'm like, uh, I like all the good things and bad things about it.
0: <laughs> right. So Namco's Ridge Racer is our game this week, or this two weeks, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was released on the 3rd of December, 94 in Japan, September 9th, 1995 in North America and Europe got it in September 29th 1995.
1: And this is probably this is probably the the strongest the strongest launch game available 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 like the PlayStation uh, like when it came out. Uh, I remember I remember I don't remember the podcast right now, but there was a podcaster who was talking about how how he hadn't planned upon getting a PlayStation, but when he went over to a friend's house and saw him playing Ridge Racer on it, he was like, hooked, but he had to have it. So I think this game was probably the kill rap as far as as far as far the system went, uh, like with like launch library.
0: Well, the thing is, this game was pretty good to come out um, for launch, at least in North America, because this is a port of an arcade game, and this is showing what the PlayStation can do right off the bat.
1: Have you ever played the arcade game?
0: I want to say I have not, but I have seen it in a few places um, in the early 2000s.
1: I played it. I played it back when it was new uh, at a local play local arcade, and really liked it. Uh, it didn't really strike me as being anything. It, it didn't. It didn't strike me as being as being the best racing arcade game out there, but it was still a very good one. And I think that I think that a um, Certainly, certainly compared to some of the other home re, home racing releases that were available available during this time period, which we'll talk about later on, I'm sure. Uh, how the game compares to the racing games like it's Irk, but I think that this game uh, uh, fared very well uh, with the other with your options available available at, at that time at the time on Sega and Nintendo systems as far as like racing games went. So I think it did better in the homes in the home in the home environment than it did uh, than it did in native arcade
0: right and you know uh, this is an arcade game uh, it's, it still has the time limit and all this stuff but when you start the game up it starts up a little mini game of galaxian <laughs> and you are able to go uh, move around and shoot down the enemies and i actually did not know this before but if you shoot down all the enemies you unlock extra cars i knew that <laughs> i didn't know that but but can
1: we just talk about this here like for a second? It's like you have both the audacity and the gall for the for, like the programmers to realize that the loading time the PlayStation sucks so bad with this game that they had to do something to keep you entertained like while waiting for the game to load.
0: Like, I must be is- very <laughs> patient or it loaded really quickly on my PS1 to be honest. Because to be
1: to because yeah, early early PlayStation games were very slow in loading because of course right. the, PlayStation, the PlayStation only had a dual speed um, uh, CD-ROM drive. Don't uh, have to
0: tell me twice. I remember as a kid, which <laughs> was still
1: better than the Sega CD and Neo Geo CD-ROM drives that they come before it, mind you. So right. we're still right. talking. We start. talking pretty good, like the time period, but. Programmers were able to get around the limitation and have the games load faster as they learn the ins and out of the system in the system in the later years. But um, Ridge Racer, I remember being notoriously slow in loading compared to any other early like early like early PlayStation game. So it's like actually having to have a mini game uh to do to do something while you're waiting for the minute or whatever it took to like it took to load the game is both a ingenious and also insulting to you at the same time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See the thing is um I think actually recently Namco's patent on mini games inside games for loading screens uh just went up. So Namco put a or Namco had a patent for apparently it was just mini games of different games so if you were to have a mini game in your game that was still the same game apparently that was fine but if it was a different game that would be an issue so that's why a lot of games after um a certain point in time didn't have mini games was because of namco's penned and it just ran up which is Silly, you can't yes. have mini games in your game. What is this
1: exactly? And did Namco <laughs> even use this again? So are there any other Namco uh, games that had mini games in them? I
0: want to say they have, but I can't think of anything right now. That
1: reminds me very much like about how Nintendo uh patented the uh, A. Did
0: they do it? that for Namco Museum? Um,
1: no, Namco Museum was faster loading, so they had a mini game. Okay. I don't, I, I, you know. I want to say I want to say that it did not. I want to say that version did not have a mini game in it. Somebody out there will correct me. I'm sure, but uh, but I, but when I remember playing it back then, it, it didn't have a mini game on it. But uh, yeah, Nintendo also Nintendo also patented uh, patented a um, the sanity the sanity system that Eternal Darkness for the GameCube used.
0: I and, did not know that. Wow.
1: And, and and again, they've never done anything with it since then. So it's like it's stupid.
0: Oh and, no, they were using it outside of game.
1: Mm. But uh, yeah, just like you know, just like a company patenting a very unique thing, you'd love to see duplicated and other things, and you can't do it because it's patented. It's just stupid. But <laughs> so
0: yeah, that's just silly.
1: Anyway, um, yeah, so we, um, like most racing games, you have the option. You have the option of being able to pick either a, 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 a like having either a manual, a manual, a manual or automatic transmission. Or, uh, what's your uh, uh, so what's your preference?
0: Uh, automatic.
1: Automatic, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> manual, manual. I think is good for good for good. Uh, good for experienced experienced p- p- uh, players of this game because right. I think manual does give you more fine tuned control. And you definitely, from when I remember playing this game, um, playing this game with other people back then, the really great people knew how to knew how to manually gear shift their cars down to, uh, down to a science. They actually had the courses memorized so they just like they knew, okay, at this point this time I shifted this gear, and then over here I shifted this, this gear and sold down for this part and whatnot. And yeah, if you were if you were playing against somebody who had the, who had the, who, who who was into this game that much, there was no way like no way in heck could you be able to beat them. But for but for most of us mere humans, automatic transmission was just fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I can't do manual. <laughs> There's the some only, games I do
1: do manual with, uh, just like, you know, um, Gran Turismo. Uh, uh, some of the, some of the, some of the Gran Turismo games. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, I used to play, um, some of the old, eight uh, bit, 16 bit games that, that allowed, that allowed manual, manual transmissions. I, 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 used to favor that Okay. because in those games, I think it was because the programming, uh, automatic was a little bit clunky and you couldn't get as much speed out of the car as you could if you did manual shifting,
0: so right. which, which,
1: which got fixed around this time period. So
0: so there is, I want to say, four different difficulties. Is that right?
1: I think that sounds right. Yes, you've got the um, – I think you had a um, uh, beginner.
0: Beginner, right.
1: Uh, standard. um yeah. Uh, arcade and expert I think were the four
0: uh Uh, the last one the last one is time trial or TT um okay all right yeah because there's two different modes there's
1: that's right that's right yeah okay the
0: racing mode and then there's the time trial and the time trial is the hardest one Mm -hmm. all right so the track there's actually only one track and when you get to what was it arcade and time trial there's actually an Addition to the track that Mm -hmm. is added on for that difficulty. Uh, Each difficulty has different max speeds. I I do not remember what they are offhand, (laughs) but they are, they make a difference. Mm. I have to say that they make a difference. And I played, I played from the easiest to the hardest and I played beginner. I played with the first car, which is the Namco red car. I forget what number Mm -hmm. I think that's like number three or something and it's I forget what it's called, but there's, I want to say there's four or five different cars without the Galaxian windscreen thing. Right. There's, there is, I want to say four. Um, so each car has different, uh, st- statistics, which is really cool. So the first one's a red one and that one is an overall. And then the next one is, It's like green, white, and red, I believe. Mm -hmm, And that that is more uh, handling and traction. Less max speed and less uh, acceleration. But it's still good. Oh, what is the next one? The blue one? Or is there a green one? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing this by memory. Um, No, I think the next one is the blue one. And the blue one is... Max, max speed, but low acceleration. And I want to say low handling and low traction.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That then, sounds
0: right. right. And then there's the yellow one, which is like max acceleration, lower max speed. And then I think the traction and the, um, handling are lower as well. Right. All right. And uh, I think my favorite car would probably be the first one, the red one. I played beginner and I got first place right away.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I usually tended to use the red car like the most, also. Um, uh, uh, but also that day, um, oh shoot! Uh, but the um, uh, but there's also. Uh, but yeah, uh, one of the one of the bonus cars that you could get from doing the from winning the mini game of Galaxian, I, I spent a lot of time with too. Uh, I can't remember which one that it was for, right now, but um, I think it was the Devil Thirteenth uh, racing car was the one that I used a lot. That was a good car to use.
0: I thought you got that from winning the time trial.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, but but yeah, uh, but yeah, that was the car that I used a lot. Uh, that was a good car
0: right so what i found was the faster that the game got the more issues i had playing it (laughs) so um i did in fact learn that this is a ridge racer game (laughs) because um when i race i like to sometimes throttle on the controls and what happens is if you lift uh if you take your thumb off of the X button which is the acceleration and you put it back on there while you're turning you will drift and that really screwed me up
1: <laughs> yeah you really have to use very careful use of for, for, uh, very careful use like both the acceleration like and the brake features right. uh, like in this game um, and you know being a typical like arcade game um, you're, there's there's no damage. he you run into a car. The worst can happen. It like you just, just get bumped down. back.
0: Right. Yeah. Right.
1: So, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I had forgotten that this game only officially we'll talk about this here in a moment. I think officially only had one track for a racing game. You only have one track. It's really kind of mind blowing because even going since it was even going all the way back to like uh, Rad Racer for the NES, there was like four tracks available um well right. I, mean, I mean i mean there was you raised a total of eight, like eight tracks uh, as you went through the game stage by stage but to only have one track in this game like i forgot about that i'm like really Just,
0: yeah this is a really short game yeah
1: and they, um so uh, we'll talk about some of the we'll talk about some of the weaknesses and some of the flaws of the game later on but i think that only having the one track is definitely like a not a great thing but there's that right. But the PlayStation version does have that hidden mirror version, of the, uh, uh, a mirror version of the track, though, which kind of helps.
0: Which I could not get.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, it must have been nice to play, Greg. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I had friends who played this game a lot, and they were a lot better at it than I was. I've never been a huge racing ge- Yeah, let me just say right now, I, I've never been a huge racing fan. Uh, there are some racing games that I enjoy. Uh, for example, for example, as a kid, I spent a lot of time on the aforementioned uh, Rad Racer. Um, uh, Pole position is a classic. I, I certainly, I, I certainly had a lot of time. I certainly put in a lot of time like, playing that game. Uh, one and two, uh, Ridge Racer and Ridge Racer Five. I spent a lot of time with, and they, um, and I really wouldn't call them racing games per se. But you know, I definitely one one of the favorite one of the favorite things about the GTA games for me has always been the racing, uh, the driving, the driving and racing parts like those games.
0: I um, always find uh doing stuff like that in gta is fun like 4 was pretty cool but when 5 came out Mm. driving was so much better than gta 4 and then doing races was fun because the physics were so much better
1: yes so uh, this was not a game i actually i actually ever owned like my system but like i said a lot of friends of mine had the game uh like uh some of them got the game got the system specifically because of the game or some of them got the system for, for one game or another game. And we're try- and picked this game up also because they'd heard like how good it was. Right. Um, so many of those friends were better at the game than I was. They had most of the secrets unlocked, unlocked and that kind of stuff too. So, um, so they helped me to get better at the game. I certainly did better and got for, I did better and saw more of the game. Thanks to them that I would have, if I just had been playing this solo, um, Speaking about solo, I also had forgotten this game's one player only. There's no, uh, there's no, uh, there's no, there's no, there's no no two player mode and there's no like online play yet. So. um, Well, there wasn't,
0: I don't, was there online play? There was no online play for any PlayStation games.
1: uh, Well, yeah, originally. Yes. Uh, Later on, uh, later on, there was some limited, limited, uh, limited ability. Mind you also, when I say online, I'm also talking about being able to network systems together, that kind of, play also okay so, okay but, Yeah. but uh yeah this is this is this is uh, this is this is strictly one player uh which i'd forgotten about which is
0: weird because you would think that when you're putting out your platform you would want multiplayer games mm-hmm. yeah you know.
1: well i mean like you know reading some of the history and research uh, uh the, the history of the, the history of this game uh it sounds like it sounds like namco really had a challenge trying to port this game to the playstation because uh they had to uh, uh, because they had to like start the game over like from scratch.
0: Because, oh, really?
1: Uh, well, the arcade game itself was pretty groundbreaking when it came out. Right. Uh, because it used their new Namco Namco System 22 arcade like arcade board. Um, so the the arcade game itself was already was already pretty impressive because it's 3D polygon graphics that it used and whatnot. Um, but um, so the arcade game took eight months to develop. And then, when they started developing the PlayStation, the PlayStation version, you know, the PlayStation version, like in April, like uh, in April '94, because of the huge differences of the, the differences between the Assistant 22 board and the PlayStation, they and 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 also I'm sure because of the lack of experience in trying to program the PlayStation, because the PlayStation was still in development at that time period, uh, they they essentially had to start over and start over. Uh, they eventually they essentially had to just start over like from scratch.
0: That's so, a lot of effort.
1: It, so it took about. Uh, so it took about like like, like it took almost about a um, uh, it took almost a year for the game to actually be developed all the way through from like you know the original design to final release. Right. And these game runs at a lower resolution and lower frame rates than the arcade version also, which is to be expected, I suppose.
0: What what is what is the frame rate? Do you know for
1: NTSC thirty uh thirty frames per second to twenty five or PAL.
0: Oh, 25 for PAL. Wow! Because,
1: because because the because the because the limitations uh the limitations of PAL versus NTSC as far as the graphics uh, graphics went. All right. There, there were a lot know. of games that suffered that the a lot of games that that suffered suffered from that. A lot, of, a lot of people a lot of people listening to this will know that many uh, early arcade uh, that early uh, that, that that many early uh, console games had to be reprogrammed for PAL systems because of the PAL format. And right. Um, and if it wasn't, the games would run slower. So they had I like, screwed up
0: colors. No, I can like thirty FPS looks good to me on that console. I can't imagine twenty five.
1: For... Yeah, thirty with thirty was the benchmark back then. Thirty looked um 30, 30 was what everybody wanted to achieve like in their console games like uh, this time period.
0: Well, I mean, thirty FPS was pretty good yes. at that time. It wasn't it was, you know. Yep. We didn't and, have the sixty really right.
1: And I remember that thinking back then the game that the game looked and ran very, very smoothly. I, I, yeah. I, I, um, I realized that the game wasn't quite as good as the arcade version, but again, many games, even the, the, the even up to the late nineties, there were still drawbacks with the, with the home version of the games compared to their arcade counterparts. So, uh, nowadays, of course, I don't, now, nowadays, of course, I don't think the games aged, like age particularly well, um, uh, the graphics, of course, look absolutely terrible compared to what we're used to now. Nowadays, uh, yeah.
0: um, we're lucky to just get 30 FPS on games. <laughs> um, look, at, look at the PlayStation 2. What they tried to do was have games run 60 FPS, in which most games did run in 60 FPS. We have games, I don't know, let's say Fallout 4. Xbox One has a really bad frame rate. PlayStation 4 has problems in certain places pc had some stuttering but you were able to fix that yourself um it's just ridiculous you know you can take a look at what came out for the playstation compared to what's coming out for you know pc playstation 4 you know this era um, everybody's just making a push for more and more stuff and they aren't looking at what's being processed and how it's being processed and we're having trouble with these frame rates now. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, I take thirty FPS as long as <laughs> it's not capped. <laughs> I take I take thirty because there 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 are games that are coming out that oh you know well we'll patch it later just let everyone complain that it's like fifteen FPS. <laughs> uh, let's not talk about new stuff right now though.
1: Uh, but uh, um, yeah, so um. Uh, this game certainly certainly was very well received uh not only by you know my players but also I, you know but also uh taking a look at uh taking a look at these you know taking taking a look at these review scores like when the game came out uh they're all like pretty great um and i'm just seeing here consistently across the board uh four out of five stars nine out of ten 17.5 out of 20 37 out of 40 8.75 uh, like a 10, 5 out of five by GamePro. Just a, uh, you know, everybody loved this game when it first came out.
0: Right, right. Now the controls feel a little stiff to me. Is that just me, or did you feel that? I don't with remember the them D-pad?
1: Fe- I don't remember them feeling stiff back then. <clears throat> or, but because back then we were we were used to controlling everything by the D-pad. This goes back to what I was saying earlier, like how Where spoiled are we are by having like the the modern. Uh, the modern uh, twin stick system that we have on modern controllers because but, game, I mean this uh, game definitely handled better with like of a stick it's a little bit awkward trying to it's a little bit difficult trying to control the car with like just dpad i certainly i certainly struggled i certainly, I certainly struggled struggled with it uh, this time around trying to uh, trying to get back to the game
0: well to um, be honest i mean i do play playstation and playstation 2 games in my mm, spare time so right i'm somewhat used to it it's just this game felt really stiff to me um and that's why i was having trouble uh handling the cars on the higher difficulties
1: i'm not sure i'd call it stiff but yeah they're definitely uh but yeah there was something there was something about this there, there was there was something about this that didn't feel quite right and i just chalked it chalked it up to being like the like to me not being used to trying to control these old, these old games with just the d-pad only on them.
0: So yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just me, <laughs>
1: but yeah. Uh, um, did you look into any, some of these, some of these, yes, ports and spinoffs like in the game. Some of these are pretty intense.
0: Uh, I have not. What do we have here?
1: For example, for like, for example, there was a special, there was a special, there was a special like arcade version, uh, of Ridge Racer, There were that was made. Um, uh, that was uh that was called Ridge Racer, Ridge Racer Full scale where we actually we actually were in a the the actual game was played inside of like a Mazda like a Mazda MX5 uh, Miata and you actually oh. got to uh, can you actually and you actually control the game like from inside the car like that
0: Oh in the cockpit? Yes. Like they actually had a model cockpit?
1: They acted that the, the the whole car was the whole car was there literally the whole car and the game was played Ooh. like in the car. You actually had uh, used, used, used the car's wheel, the gear stick, and the pedals as the game controllers. The ignition key was used to start the game. The speed and RPM gauges were fully functional, and fans blew wind on you.
0: Oh, my God. So <laughs> That's like, you know, amazing.
1: So hence the name Full Scale, because it actually was right. literally full scale of the game.
0: <laughs> I just thought it was just a car driving on top of a scaling. you had to guess how much the car weighed
1: no 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 <laughs> <laughs> so i would have loved to have played this by PlayStation that version because that sounds awesome yeah
0: i would have been <laughs> interested um couldn't imagine how how often those fans would get busted though
1: well there <laughs> was a um nianco did this with a bunch of arcade games that were very uh, high maintenance and high performance there actually was an arcade operator who was literally assigned to stand by the game all day when it was an operation, just to like oh like payment and make sure the game like ran smoothly?
0: Oh um, wow.
1: Namco did this with some of their other arcade games too. Did you ever play? Um, what the heck was it called? Uh, it was one of the it was one of the uh, galaxian uh spin-offs where it was like this full this full person eight player experience where like you all were, were, were like we were like a big room where the big room would eight people to sit down on the console and actually like you know play the play, play the game on a big screen tv set
0: if you're um, going to ask me if i played an arcade game before um sure. a specific one the answer is probably going to be no. <laughs>
1: well, I know they put the game, the PlayStation, the PlayStation later on. I can't remember the exact name of the game, but, but yeah, but, but yeah, there was an arcade operator who also was, who also was assigned to, uh, assigned to, assigned to be in the room with you. I played the, I played that game at Fisherman's oh, wow. Wharf in San Francisco, uh, back when it came out. And I remember there was a, there was a, there was a cute girl wearing a white Namco shirt, uh, who would collect your money, make sure that everybody was okay, and, and, and planned the game, and would give you encouragement, like flag you like flag like played the game.
0: That sounds so, so Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> it does.
1: But it was here in the states. I know it
0: sounds Japanese though.
1: <laughs> uh, so uh, uh. yeah, so Nyanco did this with a bunch of arcade games. This was not, you know, this was not like limited, limited, limited this special version of Ridge Racer. So.
0: Oh, huh, that's that's pretty um, cool.
1: There was also there was also there was also a modified a modified arcade version of the game called Rage Racer, Red Racer Three Screen Edition, where they use like three screens, like I said, one, to, to give you like a peripheral vision effect. Uh, there were other games that did that too. So
0: um, I did not know that.
1: There was also there was also a version a version of the game in Japan only called Pocket Racer, uh, which was only uh, which was this, which was a kind of best described as like an off-road version of Ridge Racer with like super deformed cars. I so guess it was the,
0: kind of like a rally game.
1: Yeah, I guess the, yeah, I guess the best way to describe it. Um, hmm. And there was also an enhanced version of Ridge Racer came out to uh, Ridge Racer which came out, which came out later on um, called, called Ridge Racer Turbo, which included as a bonus disc, uh, like an, uh, like an R4.
0: Okay. W- wow. That's, that's pretty cool. I guess Ridge Racer was really popular there was
1: also there was also ports of the game are uh, released on the uh, PSP, uh like on the vita and also on mobile phones
0: um i mean you say vita i think that's a newer version i think that's oh, like it? a really full-scale version for the vita i don't think that was the ps1 no, game uh, okay not the same game, game. yeah no i think it. i think it's one of those things where like they take the game and then instead of putting another number in front of it, they, they get, just caught a Ridge racer. Yeah. Okay. They just nope. called it Ridge racer. Yeah. But yeah, they,
1: uh, they were, yeah there was, yeah, there's also, there's also Ridge racer versions of uh, Ridge racer versions, versions available that are released for the 3ds and, and the N64. Uh, but though, again, I think, I think those games are really, mod- are really, are really, are really modified different than the original game. So.
0: Right. That's interesting though. We were talking about this before. I did not know Ridge racer was on the N64. I
1: didn't know that either.
0: <laughs> that's pretty cool. So the other, the only other Ridge Racer game, actually the only two other Ridge Racer games I have is number seven and what was the other one? Unbounded, which is, I think made by the burnout guys. Mm. Um, so that doesn't exactly count, but that's a cool game. Mm. Um, but Yeah. Like I played seven a bit ago. And going from, like, seven to the first one is a big, big <laughs> yes, jump. Yes, exactly. Um, because in the seventh one, it's just, like, it's about drifting. You're right. Yeah. And, like, in that game, if you were going fast enough, you were able to, like, spin in circles and then just regain control. And just, <laughs> it was ridiculous. And then this one, I was just trying to turn the corner and I would lose control, so.
1: <laughs> the only other, yeah, the, yeah my case, the, the only the, the only bridge Racer game That I played, and we'll probably talk about it at some some future point, was was Riviera Five, which was the launch game for the PS2. So,
0: right, uh, we should definitely talk about that one.
1: So uh, we already talked a little bit about it, but you know, what were some of the things about the game that you really liked the most, George?
0: Um, I liked the way it looked. It looked really good. Um, I was really surprised for a PlayStation launch game to. Looks so good. Uh, Even with the woman standing in front of Mm -hmm. you before the race started, that looked really good, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, The audio quality for the announcer was pretty good.
1: Yep. Audio is great in this game. Definitely.
0: Um, I don't have much to say about the music because even though I selected random, I think I kept getting the same song. (laughs) I think there's there's only four or five different tracks in the game.
1: Yeah, that's about right.
0: But like a lot of other PlayStation games you can take the disc out and put in yeah. a CD disc and play your own music which was pretty revolutionary right. at the yep. time.
1: Oh, there's actually there's actually six tracks.
0: Oh, okay, six tracks. Yeah. I think it goes from 0 to 5, which yes. I don't know why you would ever start with 0.
1: A, a lot of a, a <laughs> lot of things do that. If you ever if you ever have, you ever, have, have you ever have reason to reason to go into a game program or an audio fire or whatnot. You often find they start at track zero for some reason. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah, that's a computer thing that goes back a long, long time. Yeah. So But uh, no, I agree with you definitely. I agree with you definitely, 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 definitely like most pros. Um, while the game looks to me, the game looks worse now than it, than I remember it looking at the time. Really. But but for PlayStation games of this generation, I think it looks very good still compared to See, everything else that came out at, at launch. I think the game looks extremely well still
0: right see what i do is i put my mindset into that era so if i go and play a playstation 2 game you know i take a look and i don't say does it look good now i say does it look good for the console does it look good for the power that the console can put out mm. and when i went and sat down popped the game in turn on the playstation i looked at it and i said wow this looks pretty good because if you go and play Gran Turismo that's mm-hmm. iffy. Yeah. But when you look at this game which is a launch game compared to Gran Turismo which is a simulation game, <laughs> it looks much better than Gran Turismo looks. I mean, there's much less to the game and I can understand Gran Turismo looking worse because they're trying to fit that content in there. They had two discs for Gran mm-hmm. Turismo. Right. Um, you know, I can underst- I did they have two discs? i believe yes yeah arcade disc and simulation disc i think that's right mm-hmm. and you know they had two discs they had a lot more content than ridge racer so i guess they had to scale down the graphics mm-hmm. but ridge racer um you know in comparison to games like gran turismo and whatnot look so good um i can't recall what the arcade game looks like but you know I'm sure it looks faithful, but not as good as the arcade version. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, yes, like what I was saying earlier was that, you know, I think that compared to the other recent games that came out around this time period uh, on, you know, that on on what Sega Nintendo had on their consoles, uh, this game stacked up stacked up very, very well. Um, as far as like you know a pure a pure arcade racing game. Mm-hmm. Uh because you know it, it's not a simulation like Gran Turismo is, it's not like he, uh, you know, it's not like a multi uh, a multiplayer racing game like you know, like um uh you know, like what like Mario Kart was. But it, but as far as like the other choices you had available at the time, like you know, Sega's VR Racing, uh, for example, uh, I thought this game stacked up very, very well. Uh probably the best home. Home arcade racing game for the time period, and indeed, uh, with with later with later Ridge Racer games. I mean, I, I mean that. I mean, let's not forget this launched a series that a series that, that's still going strong today. Oh this, yes, this this is still probably one of Namco's biggest hits as far as our franchises go. So yeah, I would say um, so. This was Ridge. Uh, Ridge Racer helped sell the PlayStation. Ridge Racer Five helped sell the PS2. Ridge Racer Seven is certainly certainly helping to sell PS4s. I mean, like this is a this is a franchise with some with some pretty major power to it, and it all got its humble starts right back here, uh, like like in this game. So it was certainly very interesting and a lot of fun to go back to its origins and see how everything started.
0: Yes, I have to say that it was a good start for the PlayStation, and it was a good start for, um just i'm sorry i screwed that up (laughs) i was gonna say you know it's a good start for the series and it was also a good start for doing this podcast because this game is short and sweet and that's what i have to say about this game i have a few issues with the controls but i have to say that it's just short and sweet
1: i'm just gonna ask you like what's your uh you know, what's your, what's your complaints about the game? What's your negatives?
0: The controls.
1: The controls yeah. <laughs> um, I, I and yep. I agree 100% like about the as, controls. as
0: much as I say that it's short and sweet. The length of the game is also an issue. Yes. As well as like, it's an issue, but it's not an issue. Like they, it's an arcade port. I get that. And mm-hmm. it's an arcade game. Um, uh, and they did add a few more things into the playstation version hmm. there could have been a little bit more at least i feel you know or is that right. just me
1: <laughs> no yeah i agree with you um you know i was going to say that you know my biggest complaints were the ones you've already addressed like you know like you know uh the controls are the controls are a little bit difficult um uh there's only one track unfortunately which kind of like you know limits the limits the limits the limits the limits the long-term replay but uh the replay value of this game i think and you know i wish it was a two-player mode i wish it was a way to be able to play like you know like other people right. so um but uh for what it was as a like as a like as a short and sweet basic arcade racing game it checks uh, it, it it checks it, it, it very well i thought this game really was in some ways better and some ways worse than what i remembered but but what i but the better points are still very, very good points. And and points in the sense that this was a very, very good showcase game for the PlayStation, like as a whole, as far as the, as far as the graphics, the graphics, the time and the sound capabilities, um, you know, that the, uh, uh, that the game offered and everything else like that. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, and most of those and most of the shortcomings would be addressed in later games in the series, which is what you want to have in a franchise. You want to have, you want to have later games improving, keeping keeping what works, and and improving upon and changing and cha- and changing the parts that don't.
0: Well, that's that's exactly how video games work. Well, at least video games at that time worked. <laughs> you know, you just take the game and improve on it. Most um, of
1: them still work that way, but uh, that's more hit or miss these days. Like I'm going to
0: disagree with you and say that they try to make the games worse. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, you know, we looked at the pricing on this game on eBay before, and we saw that it goes for between 2 and $10, being that the um, long cardboard box version is uh, on the more expensive side. You know, ten dollars being expensive here, right? And but, this game you also know, got released. Jewel case goes yep. for as low as two dollars.
1: Yep, and it helps also. It helps also this fact, like it also, yep. It also helps. It also helps that this game uh, also got re released uh, as part of the Greatest Hits uh, lineup.
0: Um, right, right.
1: So, uh, so uh, yeah. There's I,
0: three technically three different versions out there.
1: Right. So right. um yeah definitely could be had for cheap. I think
0: um, or was there a blank? Was there a regular jewel version or am I thinking was... of just the greatest hits? No you're right version? there's 3 there okay. was the ori-
1: uh there was the original long box. Uh um, right uh well sorry they're not called long box 3 do ones are called long box you
0: well uh, we know what you're in
1: playstation uh, playstation was called like long like long like long like long case i think or long case box
0: uh, whatever it's the cardboard yeah. box whatever anyway yeah the
1: original long release uh the standard the standard cd uh release and then the greatest hits release
0: okay all so, right, so I there was, right. was three all right
1: um My recommendation: uh, If you are a collector, definitely get this game. um, Uh, Oh, you should! You
0: can get this game in really good condition for very cheap. I mean, ten dollars is a good price for the cardboard box.
1: If you are a fan of the, uh, uh, if you're a fan like old school, which is which really, it's been over twenty years. This is like old school now. Right. Uh, if you're a fan of old school racing arcade games, I think this holds up very well in that sense. If you're a fan of the Ridge Racer series as a whole though, and you're used to the later games, I would probably stay away from this one then, because like I said, many of the weaknesses that the game had were addressed and fixed and improved upon in the later games. And if you're used to later games, if you're used to better racing games, I don't see much reason to go back this one, but if you do enjoy like an old school, really good solid arcade, arcade racing games, then this one still holds up very well today, I think.
0: Right. So, I mean, for, for that price range, I would definitely suggest getting the game. If you're interested in it, um, for, you know, we already went over controls are a little weird, but you know, it looks great. Um, it sounds great short but still good
1: (laughs) right so uh (laughs) anyway um we want to thank everybody for like taking the time to listen to our very first uh playstation playstation game coverage and i have to agree with you george i think i I think picking picking the best launch game arguably the best launch game of the playstation as our first full episode for the podcast which is hopefully also going to be great uh we're certainly like a very like a very like you know uh uh, like a fortunious choice uh, for us. Um, so, uh, have we, so uh, so. Do you want to announce what our PS2 game for our next episode is going to be?
0: All right. So, the next game we are going to play is Dynasty Warriors 2. Now, I didn't have this game as a kid because I started with number three, but number two is kind of like three, just a little, you know, less. Mm graphically intense and um it had a little less to it but the music is still great and everything so i really wanted to get this down and talk about the game because the dynasty warriors series until recently i guess was a series that i really enjoyed and then when it got more modern it started kind of going downhill
1: yeah i think that yeah i yeah i think that like you know uh koei probably went to the well one too many times as far as the franchise went uh but i also had dynasty warriors 2 back when it came out and you know i've not played this game in many many years oh did you awesome yeah so like it'll be so it would be fun to come back to this because it's been a very very long time since i've touched this one so i'm interested to see like how it holds up
0: i will play this game so much because it's it's so (laughs) it's so much fun um uh, we're have to do like a comparison one day once mm-hmm. we once we get through all the playstation 2 dynasty warriors games we're gonna have to do a comparison because they are quite different but you yes. know <laughs> we'll get into the next episode so you know greg it was great talking to you about this game
1: yeah same here uh definitely great to be able to record with you again and get things hopefully back on track and a, uh
0: i hope so you know i had <laughs> a long vacation from podcasting
1: <laughs> now uh two weeks two weeks time is it two weeks time it's like it's christmas week um so uh so hopefully hopefully george and i will not have any unforeseen difficulties or whatnot uh, i in hope not too and trying to get this out to you on time um if there is a delay, uh, we'll just blame the holiday. So I hope everybody out there like understands, but yeah, uh, but uh, we will do our best to get this like back on schedule.
0: Right. And before we end this podcast, there are ways that you can contact us. Well, at least me. I don't know about you, Greg. Uh, I am on Twitter at Mister Chief. I don't really say anything that much right now, but uh, I should uh, get my button to gear with that. That's at M-I-S-T-U-R-C-H-E-E-F. Um, we do have a Facebook group for this. And I do a podcast called Master System Masterpieces that uh, follows the games of the Sega Master System, which is a very underrated game in North America. Hmm. Now, Greg, you do the SNES podcast, or as some like to call it, the Sneeze podcast. Yes,
1: <laughs> uh, which is not underrated, like in North America. Not oh no! Shot. So, um, yes, uh, you can reach me either through the Facebook page on that, or you can also send me an email, uh, you know, directly. Um, uh, and the email I use is the podcast at yahoo.com. So you can feel free to contact me that way, also, if you want to. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I um, uh, George and I George and I both. The, they both want to encourage you to check out our check out our other podcasts and the other great podcasts that are also on, the, uh, you know, that are also on the Retro Junkies Network, which is the proud member of.
0: Right, the Retro Junkies Network is just a network built up of amazing people. Um, everyone Definitely. is so nice, and all the podcasts on there are so fun to listen to, and um, you know, everyone's just so easy to talk to and everything. Um, also, before I forget, if you want to talk to us on this podcast, because I almost forgot, <laughs> PlayStation Power at BoxFort.net is the email, yes, that's PlayStation Power at T H E B O X F O R T dot net.
1: Mm. Yes, so, um, so, uh, George, it was great being able to course, uh, to record this episode, i uh, like you again, and uh, yeah, it was fun. And- and we'll do it again soon, hopefully.
0: I hope so. Dynasty Warriors too, man.
1: Yep. <laughs> so, uh, that'd be fun to go back to the past once again, like a bet, like a great game. So. Oh,
0: definitely. So thank you for listening.
1: Yep. Thank you all. Take care.
0: Bye.